Slap, shop, and got that. Slap, shop, and got that. Slap shot regatta. Slap shot regatta. What is up? We are back. I am excited and honored to be returning for our fourth year of the Slap Shot Regatta podcast. Uh, today, we have owner of the Fabs on, Dan Trodden. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to go over some draft recap. Uh, just kind of go over what where we thought people did well, maybe some questions, bold predictions, uh, just a little primer to get us ready for the regular season. Um, but yeah, we're, we, we want to do big things this year. Um, we want to get you guys as involved as much as possible. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, content team has a lot of things cooking. And uh, yeah, let's have a great season. All right, here's Yon. All right, so like promised, I got Yoni Bops with me here. Uh, about to do a little draft recap for you guys, a little week one primer. Um, now, what we thought we'd do is we kind of split the teams up 50 50. Uh, we won't take too long on these, but uh, what we'll do is, you know, we'll say one thing we like about the draft, uh, one question that we may have about the the team construct or, or when you selected someone as opposed to someone else, things of that nature. And then one bold prediction, uh, whether it's good or bad. Um, so Yoni, uh, I'll take it away. I'll let you go first and then we'll go every other. What's up team. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm going to start off with your squad chase. All right. Um, so first thing I'd like, um, obviously Dalvin, Dalvin's an obvious one, but I, I really like that. Um, for you that uh, Ridley came back to you. I, I didn't really expect it. I think he's going to be a fucking stud this year. I remember I asked you, I asked you a few days before the draft, did you think I, I'll get Ridley? And you said, honestly, no. Yeah, I, like if I if I were in a spot, like kind of like 6-7 range, six, seven, five, six, seven range, I would have seriously considered him there. I think he's going to be a stud this year. Finally, number one receiver. He's already been a beast behind Julio. Um, and honestly, I liked I, I was surprised that Jefferson got to you too on the way back. So those were two two picks that I, I wasn't really expecting for you there, but okay. that's definitely my like on that. Um, my question, uh, and I think it's probably your question as well, um, will Dobbins finally take the step in that offense to, to be a legit number one option? That's a big one, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's your obvious big one. Um, can he, can he carry the load for your RB2? And obviously a lot of people have, you know, your RB2 is never going to be like a, unless you go running back, running back, it's never going to be like a set in stone. Or if you go like running a, back, running back, running back, running back. Well, yeah, you can also do that easily. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I was not targeting Dobbins at all in, in any of my prep. Um, Montgomery was huge for me last year. That's a guy I wanted there. He got snagged. Um, and then... It's all. It was the only option I really had left at that point, uh, yeah, because no. after I selected him, it was one, two, ten, ten straight uh, wide receiver or tight end. So uh, he was like the the last of the bunch available for good reason. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, that's a concern for me. Um, 
And to be honest with you, Gaskin might be in my RB two slot even week one. So I mean, you you do have you have plenty of other options. Well, this should say plenty. But you have other options that you can start at the RB two if like Dobbins doesn't get out to a hot start. You have other like places to go. But obviously, Dobbins, you can see flashes that he's a stud. It's just right. he's not getting like as many touches as as you would hope. So I had him on next year. I'll show you. All right, but, um, and a bold prediction. Bold prediction for your squad. Um, I think that Devonta Smith is going to be a consistent starter for you. I think him. Hey. And be, I think him and Hertz are going to get right back to their college ways. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. Ooh, I love that. And it's a bird, and you're just going to be all hyped up all year starting Devonta. I'll just keep flexing that dude. Just keep flexing, keep flexing them, watching them throw up twenty spots, and you're just going to be rolling. I love that dude. I, I and I, I got high hopes for him. I took him way earlier than maybe I had to, but you never know with the Eagles in our drafts. They a lot of times they get snagged, so I, I wanted him bad, so I, I had to reach for him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, no one's going to be surprised by this, but he was obviously on my board as well, um, and I just didn't really know. I didn't really know where like if someone was going to reach on him, someone wasn't. Uh, so I kind of just like waited it out, and then especially with me going a couple. We'll get into my team into this, but going wide receiver, wide receiver, I kind of had to break things. Well, well, there's there's a uh, there's a good segue for us. I um I'll start with your squad. So one thing um, I really like about your squad to start uh, some positives. Now I was saying, you know, in my mindset going into it was this was the year you kind of really had the lockdown RBs early, um, and and. One good thing is, you know, we say it all the time, when people zig, you got to zag. So you doing the opposite got insane value at wide receiver. Like you got two of the best three wide receivers on your squad, which of course is huge. But I was sitting there after you still decided to go quarterback and tight end before your RB2. That's when I was like, damn, he's – I guess the, the tight end didn't really count, right, because that was a combined. That was back-to-back. That was combined. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I went, I, went, I went running back. Quarterback. You went Mahomes. You went Mahomes before. I thought you would definitely go running back, running back. Um, right. And you didn't, and you waited out, and you still got a Mike Davis who, in a time where every team seems to have running back by committee, you got someone who's 15, 20 touches a game guaranteed, which which really and, – and, and then, I mean, like, most are – like, basically what I'm trying to say is you got starting running backs late in the draft when other people were maybe – taking right. a, a higher upside pick on someone who still needs to win the starting job. Uh, so that's yeah, definitely yeah. a huge time. That, that, that definitely worked out well for it. Um, biggest question for me, though, um, with the reports coming out of camp uh, about Jamar Chase, um, not, not all good ones, and especially, you know, he's a rookie, just took a year off from college. I think you might struggle finding that, that flex option for a while. Uh, like, right. do you go Mostert or do you, do you try to go play it safe and just go, go someone like Jarvis Landry who might get like touches? I think that's going to be a, a sticking point for you because Will Fuller's not there week one. Jamar Chase yeah. is struggling and can't few drops in the preseason game and he's a rookie. Just, yeah. There's, they're already saying that he's, I, I saw the report today. So they're, they're saying he's going to be like getting reduced snaps to some fuck. I don't even know yeah, the the because they they already have they have stud receivers on the team Boyd and and Higgins and then Pete, like obviously Jamar Chase top five pick or whatever it was 
Um, but maybe he just needs a few weeks to get going. So, so my biggest question for you is, can you get production early week, early season out of your flex? And then uh, bold prediction for me, um, whoever has the rookie, I think Big F isn't going to like this one. But, you know, it's worked out for me in my favor the past two years. Um, two years ago, drafted Melvin Gordon late, and he just was a solid running back all season. Last year, uh, drafted him, had a good, good week one, ended up trading him for Tyreek Hill. He's just solid, and I think he gets really overlooked often. Um, so my bold prediction is Melvin Gordon holds that rookie off whole season and turns into a, a really solid uh, RB that you can start with confidence in the right matchup. Um, which yeah, I mean, obviously, for your squad, too, that, that would be huge. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially early with the chase reports, like, eating a flex option, that's definitely exactly. and, and most of it's injury, but like I think the only thing about Melvin Gordon is he was just such a like bona fide like first round, second round pick for so long, and then he kind of like got injured had a lesser role, like he, because like Eckler went nuts he, like you, you overlook him, but he's that production's kind of always still there when he's getting touches so. mm-hmm. yeah, I like him um, and he fell, I mean you got him like 10th round or whatever it was. So, yeah, that, that would be huge for you. All right, back to you, whoever you want to go to next. All right, so I'll go down the line. I'll start with the number one pick, Visco. Um, my life about his draft, uh, obviously I'm going from you and him back to back. So, I'm, I mean, McCaffrey's understood. But I loved him. I don't even know if it's really even a stretch anymore at this point, but taking Waller on that turn um, is, is was a huge pick, I think. Uh, like I think that dude is a fucking moose. Yeah, and he's gonna be getting touches nonstop. Tight ends I are know, pretty like, tough this year too. Yeah, tight ends are tough this year. He probably knew like, yo, I'm not gonna get Waller or Kittles if I don't fucking take one of them here. And I, I mean, I think he made the right pick. I think Waller's a stud. Yeah, the the only like, just the... don't even think about it. If that's your guy on your board, comes back. Ridley was the only receiver I had in front of Waller. I had I had Waller ahead of Keenan, Jefferson, and Metcalf. So, so obviously that that was a bummer for me because I wanted Waller. But yeah, I I think that was a, a great pick, especially with how tough tight ends are going to be this year. Yeah. Then uh, my question for Visco is, um, it's obviously it's it's Kareem Hunt. I mean, is Kareem Hunt going to get enough touches to get consistent starts for you? Right. All yeah, depends on the job. And after that, I mean, yeah, he does have Damian Harris. He's going to be a starter over there. That's a dude who ain't uh, throughout. That's, I mean, he belonged in the trash for a reason. You know what I mean? But no, I mean, it, if Kareem Hunt can like get consistent touches, we all know what he can do. But the problem is Chubb's such a beast. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. And that RB2 could be like a, a tough spot for him. Because even after that, he took Jamal Williams – who Swift's going to be getting a bunch of those touches too. So, I mean, like, and Patriots have been running back by committee forever. So right. it's, it could be a big question. It's, it's kind of the, it's kind of the luxury. It's kind of the luxury you have when you get CMC at one. Cause he, he gets enough touches for like one and a half running backs. You, like, you have like an RB one and a half and then an RB point five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he's that much of a freak in PPR. And I'm looking for my bold prediction here. I'm just, so, uh, I think it was something about his receivers. I'm looking. Hold on. 
You don't have to have one if you don't have one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think his team's pretty straight up. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I think my bold prediction was something stupid, like Cooper Cup's going to be his best like receiver, even though it's a second receiver taken. So. Yeah, that's all good. We'll move on. Cooper Cup's um, so. I'll go with, I'll start with Cole. Cole's team. Big time like for me. Um, I would say the value he got on Joe Mixon. Um, I think everyone was kind of on the same page, like without even talking about it, is Joe Mixon's let down. He, he's a letdown every season, it seems. Um, but he shows those four-week flashes where, like, when he's healthy and when Gio Bernard's hurt um, and when, when Joe Burrow, before he got hurt, like, he looked good. Um, and he, he was putting up a lot of PPR points. Obviously, now Gio, Gio Bernard's out of town. That offense looks revamped. Um, maybe, um, like, but, but the thing that I like about Cole's team, or this pick for Cole, is he didn't draft him in the middle or early of the second round, where, where a lot of people have drafted Joe Mixon in the past, and even late first round. He got him in the middle of the third round. Like, I mean, that's Cole. He's just value. Value, value, value. Right. He sits you there, and he takes best player available. I'm just taking he he. When you take a high risk player around after they're they're you know projected, you eliminate that risk. Um, so that's 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 cool if that works out for him. Obviously, that's a home run. Um, but uh, you know, I think taking and it, it's a good strategy. I like strategy uh, taking upside. They took uh, ETN pretty early, um, and for me, it's just a preference thing. And basically, what I'm saying is, when you're taking rookies that early, like. You're not expecting to play them like week one, week two, and, and produce right away. Like they got to get their legs under them. Um, right. And this is just a preference thing for me. But Adam Thielen and Juju Smith-Schuster were both like I wouldn't have considered drafting either of them until we got to like round ten. I just that's a and it could just be a preference thing for me. So like, will those guys prove me wrong? Because if not, uh, and the same thing, the same thing I asked about. Your team, like, I don't know who he's going to flex early on. He may have to trust Rookie and ETN if, if both those guys have down years, which I expect right. him to. But, again, that was just, like, kind of my gut feeling. So that could be way off. Yeah, And then my bold prediction for Cole. Neither QB he drafted is going to be the QB that he starts the most times this year. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. Um, I think Prescott's going to be battling that shoulder thing all year long. And uh, Brady, I think, is going to be good for NFL games. Like, he's going to be a good quarter, and they're going to win games. I just don't think he's going to put up those fantasy numbers. You know what I mean? Um, and I think Cole's going to have to to pivot there, and he's going to end up uh, taking a chance on one of the younger guys. All right, back to you. All right, I'm going to go with Boozy here. Um what I liked about Boosie's draft, the thing I liked the most, um, well, other than his new name, which is hilarious, Boosie and the Boozettes. That's good right there. Classic. We're gonna miss we're gonna miss Caitlin, but that's good. That's good new names. We are gonna miss Caitlin. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, I actually think that David Montgomery's gonna have a breakout year. Bro, it, my, it started at the end mind. of last year, bro. I'm telling you. I know. Uh, he, he was a stud, and he he scooped him in the fourth round. Um, and I love that pick. I, that's one hundred percent my like from Boozy. Just sticks out to me right away. Um, question mark. And I was talking to Big F about this on the ride home. He disagreed with me, so you may as well. I don't 
I'm not big on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I think that he took it. Like, obviously, if you don't take him there, you're not going to get him. But I would have never took him in the second round there. I just think that they, they throw the ball too much. Like, they have so many weapons on the outside. I just don't. Um, like, he showed classes that he could be good, like, could be great last year. But so, still really never got crazy touches. So here's what I'll say. And I'm kind of, like, taking, like, a middleman here. But, one, he would have got – I'm confident he would have gotten him because I wasn't taking him. And I don't think Sesk was going to take another running back before he got his pass catchers figured out. So you're saying he could have got him? He could have gotten him, but I mean, but I mean, he said, she said. That's not really. That doesn't totally matter. The good thing about it is, though, like, and I say it to myself every year, like when I look back on the season, I'm like, just draft starters on good offenses. Like having a running back on the Chiefs mean he's going to be in the red zone all time. Like he's going to have opportunities to score, um, but. I do. I totally get what you're saying. Like when they get when they like that team's going to get creative. They're going to get Travis Kelsey shovel pass. They're going to get yeah, Mahomes rolling out jet sweeps. Yeah, right. um, so I wouldn't. I, I don't think it's like a horrible pick. Um, just a question mark. Yeah, exactly. And you know that that reports on his ankle are, I think are are trending positively. So that was that was why I wasn't touching him. Just because ankles can be weird, like Michael Thomas last year. But keep going. Yeah. And then my bold prediction for Boozy is I think that fantasy-wise, Herbert's going to be a, a top-five quarterback. Love that. He got, got him in the ninth round. He slings the fucking ball. He does. So I, I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, It was a weird year for – like I, I was saying it. Like usually Slapshot takes so many quarterbacks so early. Yeah, like no, I'm, I'm always I'm, like I never even have a chance to draft a good quarterback. Mahomes, I mean – Technically, third round. I know you like the Mahomes didn't get picked in the first two rounds. Probably the first time in three years. Yeah, and, and he didn't even get picked until the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. So it's not like I he was I, he was never a guy I picked even in my mocks mm-hmm. because I just never expected to get to me. Yeah, and when he was there, I was just like, holy shit, I got Hill. I couldn't believe well, that. I think for like one of the first times like ever, everyone got good value on QBs. Like you got Mahomes in the third. Ron got Allen in what? The sixth, along with Kyler, and then Russ and Lamar in the seventh. Like, I don't know. Everybody everybody was just late. Pretty much, I guess. Mm, all right. And then, and then, okay, that was your bold. Yeah, so I'll move on to Andy Mill. Um, my like, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. This was the year. This was all. This was the year. Everyone knew it. This was the year running backs were going to be tough to figure out. And when... That is the like you can't just pick up a running back, you know, midway through the season. You're not just gonna find a, a a running back off waivers who you can plug in at starter. When you can do that for wide receiver, you can pick up like the random fucking wide receiver on a good offense. Like McCole Hardman, you can pick him up, you can throw him in your flex and like you might get a fifty yard touchdown. Like you're not you're not gonna find a running back who will even get an opportunity to score a touchdown in the middle of the season. So I know it was wild that he went four running backs in a row, but I'm going to go out there and say it, Andy. I like it because there's going to be – it's going to be tough for you to figure out, like, who to start. and It might get frustrating there, but there's going to be people out there who are going to get desperate early. And uh, maybe you can, you can sit back and laugh and, and, you know, enjoy all your riches or you can make some moves. Um, but either way – I liked it. It was unorthodox, like you said, but I liked your it. Like, your like is that he picked four straight 
straight running backs. My like is that he got running back depth in a year where running backs are going to be hard to come by. That's how I'm going to say that. Okay? Okay. Right. Uh, my question for me, I, I, I love – I do I'm – a, I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I think he's going to be good, and he's probably going to be better for fantasy than he is in, you know, regular NFL because of rushing yards and, and all that. But realistically speaking, like, there is a scenario this year where the Eagles are, like – and it sucks to say it, but there's a scenario where they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, and between that and – They were last year. They went four and ten. Exactly. And and I I don't – I was not high on Stafford this year either. Um, I know he's with McVay now and he's he's got some, some decent weapons. Um, I just don't see it coming together in his first year in a new system and all that. So, so for me, I just don't – I think he's going to – have to move on from both those quarterbacks. And I think his loyalty to Hurts because he's on the Eagles and Matt Stafford because they're best friends, um, I think I think he might end up holding on to, to both of them for a little too long and then uh, kind of miss that opportunity on like a, a Lawrence or a Zach Wilson or someone like that. Um, and then Bold, um, it's a guy I was, I was targeting, but it just didn't work out. Um, I went ahead and took Devonta Smith over him, even though just because I knew I wouldn't get him. But it's Brandon Cooks. Um, I know Deshaun Watson's probably not going to play a game. Um, I know Tyrod Taylor is kind of like the checkdown king, but we always say it like someone has to catch. Like they're going to throw the ball. They're probably going to complete 20, 25 passes a game. Their defense blows. They're going to have to throw the ball. And Brandon Cooks is still like young. I know he's been in the league forever. Still young, still good. Um, so I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a top, I'll say, top 15 PPR wide receiver by the end of the year. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, so this is my turn. I'm going to go to uh, 50 Toys. Oh, to I hope it's Jonathan Taylor. He, someone needs to. Yeah, so my like legitimately on my paper is I like the Jonathan Taylor thing. Nice. I swear to God, I – I thought about taking him at 10 when I was going back and forth. Was, oh, there's so many running backs that were gone. And I was like, my whole, my strategy basically going in was like, uh, you got to get a running back here. It's going to be so long. Yeah. And I I am actually high on Jonathan Taylor. I think he's a stud. Um, and, but I, I, the, the receivers were too good. I ended up just going with him. But I was shocked to see Amar being so upset about that pick. So me and him are going to be in talks to Maybe make a deal. But, yeah, I already sent him a um, trade offer. I, I hope he denied it. But um, he doesn't even notice. Yeah, you can't so, put someone on the trading block and expect me not to lowball you. Come on, that's like day one. Uh, that's hundred percent. I mean, they, that, that you probably sent it last night. <laughs> Early this morning. <laughs> but the point stands. Yeah. So that um, is my like. Um, my question mark, and it's question mark because it's near and dear to me Moose Jacobs I mean the guy kind of fucked me last year yeah. as much as I gave praise and look I'm a loyal guy I was I was rode it to the end hoping he would turn it around he blew up week one he looked like he was going to be a fucking stud and he kind of fucked me just consistent like seven to like 14 points and like getting stuck at the goal line and like just like frustrating frustrating year 
that's my question mark to see if he can bounce back. I mean, he did get him in the fourth round. It's a little bit different than me drafting him in the second last year. But, yeah, I mean, that's you're sure. going to have to get production out of him. So. And then my bold prediction for his squad, uh, one of his late picks, I, I think Jalen Waddle's going to be a beast. Okay. I think he's a burner. Um, I think Tua's going to be airing it out. Lot, but one of the main reasons why I took Fuller, um, and I think that they're both going to get some production out of that offense. And they got that Bama connection. Uh, so I like that. I like, I like that late round grab by Amar. All right, very nice. All right, I will go to Big F, um, and I think Big F does this. Uh, I think he does does this well every year, and sometimes I get away from it. Um, but it's it's drafting drafting for upside. Like once he gets his his studs and he gets his main positions, you know, his RB one, RB two, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and a flex. He had you know established players, NFL players. Um, ready to go in there. Then he kind of transitions to more of guys that maybe he has to draft them around early. Uh, maybe they're not going to, you know, dominate right out of the gate. But they have they're, they're young, they're spry, they have some some potential to really blow up later in the season. Your Chase Edmonds, Javante Williams. I know I'm contradicting myself with the Melvin Gordon, but it's not like it's. I'm, what I'm saying is it's a rookie who a team, yeah, a team traded up for AJ Dillon, um, and then. People like maybe who aren't a rookie, but but someone like Antonio Brown, where we've seen him be the best wide receiver in fantasy three years ago. So like a lot of mouths to feed him in Tampa. But if he becomes Brady's guy, where if someone gets injured, the talent's still there at least like fifty percent of it. Um, and he got him with a late pick. Um, so I really like how he's able to to uh, kind of take a step back and and I don't want to say reach for guys because I don't like using that, but. Uh, draft guys early who who have potential to be league winners. Um, right. So that's that's my like for him. Uh, for question uh, for him, I mean it was one of the all time moments in a slap shot draft. Uh, he goes up there. I think he's about to pick Dak Prescott. He picks AJ Dillon. I'm like, oh wow, he's really risking it. I think he's about to pick Dak Prescott again. He picks Tyler Higby, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, why are you not like just take your quarterback? He's like. I'll just take Dak Prescott with my next pick. Everyone already has a quarterback. Famous last words. Two picks before he can. Cole, Cole snags him. And, and, you know, he didn't, he didn't like – I'm sorry. He didn't take – it, it wasn't Tyler Higby. It was A.J. Dillon. Tyler Higby was after because I remember telling him, like, oh, that's good you didn't panic and pick another quarterback. But Ryan Tannenhill, a lot of the stats are, are – like, he had one of the most efficient – like like string of games in the past two seasons like of all time and like right. are are we just going to believe that Ryan Tannenhill is like that sick or and I know they got Julio but like I could see him coming down to earth a little bit they try to play defense give Henry a bunch of touches um so I think he's going to have to to stream quarterbacks a little bit this year um which which is a fine strategy uh but it can be super detrimental if you don't have one of those plug and play guys and then bold prediction i think the entire season the entire season i think week in and week out he's gonna regret not taking his guy antonio gibson uh he went uh, nick chubb's fine nick chubb's fine nick chubb's a great running back um but i think gibson won i think he's you know he's gonna go off this year 
But two, I don't even care about that. It's when you have a guy like Antonio Gibson was big F's guy last season, off season, mocked everything. Like that was he's like, I'm that is my guy, I'm getting him. And then he he pivoted. And I think he's gonna he's gonna regret that decision. All right, finish this off for yours. All right, I got Nicky O here. All right, um, so you want me to just go? You want to skip him? Yeah, it's not much to like. I mean, the, the team is just, it's full of fucking Cowboys. And I can't sit here and pretend that I like a team that's got three Cowboys on it. Uh, not, it goes against everything I stand for. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. I like his Antonio Gibson pick. My question mark is, why, when and why he started liking the Cowboys so much. And my bold prediction is um, that every single one of his Cowboys is going to get hurt like by week three. Wow. And he's fucked. So He would be there fucked. There you go. That's what, that's what happens when you pick all, all the Cowboys. That was, you know, you helped him out, though. Um, he didn't know who to pick, and you yelled, uh, is anyone going to take Kyler Murray? So that he, at least he has that going for him. I had to help him. I, I just told you that all of his players going to get hurt by week three. True. What if he didn't have Kyler? He's going to be in Ropa, and probably, you know, it's just he's not going to be happy. No, he's not. He, he might be in Ropa anyway, so. <laughs> he just – that I did not know that was coming either. He, he can't escape the the uh, beatdowns at every, at every turn. But, uh, I mean, I mean it, it, it's I, tough. I, it's tough to go Cowboy – Redskin, and then AJ Brown, and then another Cowboy is. That's tough. And then you, then you handcuff your Cowboy with another Cowboy, and he then he tried to he tried to like make it seem better by taking Rager real late, but like he didn't even really want him. He just was trying to be like, oh look, I love the Eagles. <laughs> it's so true. His kickers should be good though. His kicker is gonna be very good. <laughs> it's just it's very on brand for him, so it's a good pick. Right. Actually, my like is that his kicker and Antonio Gibson, but it's just a shame that all his players are going to go down. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry, Nicky. You'll have to be. Uh, wow. Thank God. All his players are going to be injured. He's going to have to use so many waiver wires, and then he's going to be paying like fifty bucks because of his stupid new rule. <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll I'll close it off with the reigning champ, two time champ, the commish. Um, let me see what we got here. Oh, I mean, I talked about it a little bit. Um, but being patient, sitting there, and and getting Josh Allen when he did. Uh, a lot, Josh Allen's going, you know, third round in a lot of like rankings and drafts. I saw, um, you know, they their offense is only going to be better. It's another year in the system for him. They got Emmanuel Sanders, and they just looked so good last year. And he's such a moose. Um, so I think he, I think he has like obviously QB one potential, but I think he has. Um, just a huge season ahead of him. I think the Bills are going to be really good. Uh, so that was that was great. Um, no. Not so much. No, he's going to throw to Andy right. Boys, Cole Beasley. That well, racist right. prick. <laughs> uh, my question for Ron is: is is he is he too loyal to guys who have helped him out in the past. Like, it, did, are, are these guys really going to perform for him again? You had Chris Carson. You had Bobby Trees. You had Michael Thomas, Ronald Jones. Um, you know, maybe he's loyal to a fault. We'll see. I mean, bro, you, you had the call, one of the calls of the draft. I asked him if he was about to take Doug Martin after he went like four straight. <laughs> the muscle hamster. Yeah, 
I mean, but it's not like he he's drafting like these guys at, at crazy times. Like they did, they were all like logical picks at the time. But f- things change, situations change. Um, you know, I just I don't I don't want him to get stuck in the past. And then my bold no, prediction, my bold prediction for Ron. I think he is going to start Hollywood Brown more weeks than he starts Michael Thomas. That's my bold prediction. I think I think how I mean I think it was some I don't know the stat exactly but I think the last five weeks uh, last year Hollywood Brown was like a top twelve wide receiver so he did kind of turn it on late uh, Michael Thomas too much uncertainty I don't think Michael Thomas was a bad pick I like the upside um, he is his wide receiver three right now so if if you know there's a if he suits up week one he might get flexed for Ron I think by the end of the season he will rely more on Hollywood Brown than he does on. Last year's third overall pick, Michael Thomas. Now, is this because more on, like, MT dropping off or more on just, like, Breeze not being there and doesn't have that connection? So, it's, like, a, it's a few things. It's not having Breeze. It's Michael Thomas being still potentially injured. It's the weird Instagram things. It's, it's you know, all that shit. Him having meetings with Sean Payton that aren't ending well. It's because of all that uncertainty. I'm just playing the odds here. And I think I mean, the I think the the Ravens are going to be good. He is a weird ass bull. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you don't like anything that that me or or Yon said, uh, keep it to yourself. We don't care. We don't care. We just wanted to have some fun. Obviously, as tradition, we get Yon on the pod after draft night. Um, where I'm I'm just excited for this this year really snuck up on us and. I can't uh, wait. I'm excited for it, man. Um, we got one more preseason football. We're ready to rock. There we go. Uh, probably won't be a lot happening in those preseason games. I just hope everyone stays healthy except maybe uh, our NFC. No, I'm not going to say that. I don't want any back arm. I hope everyone stays healthy through preseason. No one wants to see that. But, uh, yeah, um, like I said, we're going to try to do a big this year, Yoni. We're going to try to do a podcast big. We're going to try Instagram. Uh, all the content's going to be flowing. That link I sent out, I know you were golfing, so you probably don't know. Um, that link I sent out, you can send in anonymous if you want or not. They're like voice memos. Uh, it'll go right to this podcast app. So before I record every week, um, depending on who the guest is, maybe if there's questions, roasts, anything like that. Um, it's like Mikey misses, uh, what does he call that thing at the end of a show? Sound off. Sound off. Um, so um, yeah, we'll get that rolling. So like, so like before rivalry week, I can throw in like a fuck you boozy. Exactly. Like, you know, or like say say on Bo- like say next week I have boozy on. If someone wants to you know ask him a question about life about fantasy, someone wants to rattle his cage a little bit, uh, I'll be able to play it. I'll be able to play it live on the podcast. Just it's a new feature I saw on the app, so I was like, might as well try this. Yeah, All right, man. Well, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Obviously, this doesn't count as your slap shot appearance in the season. We'll get you on uh, for uh, for your segment later on in the season. But other than that, appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me on, bro. Thanks for everything. Podcast is ready to rock. Season's ready to go. And I'm ready, bro. All right. So, sounds good. Bye, boys. All right, slap shot. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you in uh, two weeks. Let's do it. Peace. Treat me like that I was your willing accomplice, honey
I watched as you fled the scene Died as you buried me One heart broke, four hands bloody The things I did Just so I could call you Cross my heart as you cross the line 